This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning and welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fantastic show planned for you. We're kicking things off with Dr. Laura Rush out of the Coachella Valley talking about the Omicron variant and what we all need to know uh, to stay safe and to make the best choices for our health and the health of others uh, here in 2022. It's the latest surge in the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, but there are some there are some good signs, so don't freak out just yet. Stick around for the information. We're kicking things off with her in about 15 minutes. Also, so there's a conversation going on uh, about uh, Patton Oswalt, the comedian who recently, uh, just this weekend, appeared with Dave Chappelle on a comedy special, uh, and people are dragging him, calling him anti-trans. He's been a longtime supporter of the community, uh, but can you be an ally of our community? and still be friends and support those who are not. It's a very delicate conversation. We're going to have it in our second hour, so stick around for that as well. Uh, but currently, I do want to invite uh, in, onto our show uh, my favorite co-host, Michaela Gordon, coming to us live mm-hmm. from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> How are you, Michaela? How are things going? I'm good, honey. You know, I'm going to tell you that I am... Um... I'm working from home because I uh, obviously tested positive a couple weeks ago. Um, but I... Woof, Lord, the side effects are intense and I didn't know that. I'm tired. And you and you had you had two shots of your vaccine, correct? No booster, I don't believe yet, right? No, no booster. But, but that's but still, what keeps blowing me away. I've been having so many conversations while I was in Vegas, I saw my regular doctor. And I was like, is this normal? Because I got every hardcore side effect and I'm still testing negative, but I don't feel like amazing and he's like yeah just everybody's body is very different you can't like think you're gonna have the same response as your neighbor so i mean it's wild but i'm happy to be able to rest i feel like i've never rested yeah, well, uh, that part, too, in 34 years, you've never, or I mean 28, <laughs> sorry, uh, you've never rested. We're going to ask Dr. Laura Rush about that in just a little bit to see uh, some of these extra side effects that you're having, if they're normal, if, if other people are experiencing them as well. Uh, and it, it sounds like to you, though, one of your big things is exhaustion, right? Um, and, and I know this about you. Regardless of what you're going through right now, you work really, 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 really hard every day of the year. So... Uh, take the time to relax. You'll be back here in a few days. No stress. Uh, but thank you for calling in and, and for doing this thing live with me. Because, you know, here's the thing. I couldn't do it alone. You're so, so there's, sweet. There's that. Well, I, Thanks, I mean, I probably, I, pro- well, you're I, probably, I no, you know, I probably, I probably could actually, you, you know, you I, it'd probably, it'd probably be a pretty good show. If you I, and I think about it. Yeah. Would you be <laughs> ice skating while doing the show? Okay. So I did go <laughs> ice skating last night with my fiance. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> Talk about exhaustion. 
But yeah, so you know that we got tickets. We, you and I uh, and our, our well, I say fiancés, our partners had planned on going ice skating and bowling and everything for Christmas before the holiday. Uh, and then Omicron hit and we couldn't do anything, right? Well, I still have these tickets that I bought a month ago. Uh, for LA Live, it's downtown near what used to be the Staples Center, where the Lakers and the Clippers and and the Kings all play. And uh, we went last night, and it was smart because it was a Monday night. It was after the holidays. It was much less busy, and we were the very first people on the rink. And he, my fiance, said, "Oh my God, you rented out a private rink?" I said, "Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely true." Uh, we made it around the tree at the center of the rink four times and got <laughs> off and said, we're good, handed in our boots and said, we're old, we're out of here. We went to the bar at Katsuya, had some dinner and some drinks, and that was yes. part of the night. But we made it one loop around, and he said, my lower back is killing me. I said, I know. Think about this. Like, people can skate backwards on this at 50 miles an hour, jump in the air, spin three or four times, and land backwards on a blade of metal and make it look effortless. We can barely stand up. So kudos to anybody Listen, who knows how to ice tough. skate. Uh-uh, it's real. It's so tough. Yeah. Uh, but we had we had a great time, had some great Instagram content. So go over to my Instagram underscore AJ Gibson, check it out right now. But uh don't go too far because Michaela Gordon has some news on the beat for you. Here it is. Uh, okay, so conservatives are outraged that transgender women are succeeding yet again. This time when it comes to Jeopardy, Amy Schneider made history last week becoming the uh, woman to win the most consecutive regular season episodes of Jeopardy and the highest earning woman to even appear on the show. She's also the first out transgender contestant to make it to Jeopardy, uh, the tournament of champions. Now, Larissa Kelly was the former top earning female player on the show, winning $655,930 in 2008 and 2008. 2009. Schneider has won over $800,000 so far on the show, making her the fourth highest earner in the show's history of any gender. And conservatives are mad because, like with sports, they argue that transgender women succeeding means that cisgender women lose something. Now, you know what? This is where I totally disagree. Because yeah, I can insane. sometimes see the sports just because of, like, the physical attributes and, like, the strength of it all. But this is your brain. You're either smart or you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to put her down because she's brilliant. Just so stupid. Here's the thing, though. My only concern is that she goes on to become the highest earner of all time because there will be so many ignorant men who still think that she is a man and once again men are better than women that's how conservatives brains think oh, they're so absurd but there yeah there's no correlation to sports here i mean it's your brain men and women have competed on jeopardy since forever together um was jeopardy always co-ed justin was there ever a time at the beginning of jeopardy because it's nope. been around for quite a while it's since, always been co-ed right since, since inception always been co-ed good for them yeah good for them all right let's get into a little bit of weather quickly it's going to be a high of uh, 66 in La Quinta, 66 in Cathedral City, 50 in Atlanta, 64 in Phoenix, 46 in Kansas City, 66 in Palm Springs, 55 in Vegas, and 61 in LA that give us a vibe of the day. Dripping water hollows out stone, not through force, but through persistence. If there's something you're working on, uh, just hang in there. Keep plugging away and, and things will turn around. Ah, I love that. All right, coming up. Uh, we're joined with Dr. Laura Rush in What the Health as we navigate through this new variant and what you need to know when testing positive for it coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat and happy 2022 if this is the first time you're joining us this year. Uh, for our first round of What's Poppin' today, something very exciting, Michaela Gordon. You and an EGOT have something in common. <laughs> what's poppin'? 
Well, I love Miss Whoopi Goldberg, and she, like me, two weeks ago, tested positive for COVID-19 during The View's holiday break and the show's return yesterday. Now, co-host Joe, uh, Joy Behar, who moderated the show in Goldberg's absence, revealed the news on air and said her colleague would probably be back next week. The show's panel all appeared via video link on Monday instead of shooting live from the studio. Uh, they said she's vaxxed and boosted. Her symptoms have been very, very mild, but we're being super cautious here at the show. She added that the remote appearances would hopefully only continue for a week, but said she wasn't sure of the timeline due to the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. Uh, They said, I'm praying that it's just a week, but you never know because this Omicron Omicron thing is all over the place. You know what would have been so awesome? Tell me. If we actually, in this day and age, in the year 2022 on a national radio show, if we have audio of Joy Behar saying those things, <laughs> that would have been, wouldn't that, do, Justin, do we do we have some of that? As a matter of fact, we oh, do. We do? Whoa. Yeah. We, we, they gave us the, shelled out the big bucks over the break. Wow. Okay, well, play um, on. Why am I here instead of Whoopi? Well, Whoopi, unfortunately, tested positive over the break, but she'll be back probably next week. Um, but since she's vaxxed and boosted, her symptoms have been very, very mild. But we're, you know, being super cautious here at The View. Uh, we, we'll be checking with her uh, soon, so you'll see what be too. It's almost like I've heard that somewhere. Whoa. It's almost like, Michaela, you're good. Am I? I like, just you're knew. Good. I just knew. I'm too good for this that, gig. <laughs> that wasn't even the thing that I was thinking that you two had in common. I'm so sorry. It totally, like, skipped my mind. What I actually... There's thinking that you guys have in common is that both of your names, your actual last names, start with the word gold. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Michaela Goldfarb, your original, your, your family's original last name before you switched it to Gordon because you couldn't. If you guys don't live know up to, this, live up to the name. This idiot has harassed me with this name. <laughs> My parents. Michaela Goldfarb. Michaela Goldfarb, live. <laughs> Live. Um, <laughs> listen to me. I'll tell you what, though. I even though her symptoms are super mild, um, it's so it is so interesting to watch how even myself included, you really have to stay home. You really like. Will this be a thing that just at some point everybody will get? And if you're vaxxed and boosted, you'll be lucky enough to only get very mild symptoms yeah, that's yeah that's the thing it's interesting because i i i am of the mindset that everybody's going to get it at some point however i'm also of the mindset that i want to do everything i can to avoid it uh as long as i can still like have some semblance of a decent life you know what i mean yeah and i i don't know what the long-term impact is and and luckily we're seeing that omicron isn't affecting the lungs quite the same uh we heard that from dr laura rush just a moments ago but uh there are still lasting impacts for some people. And for you, you're exhausted all the time. I'm already exhausted all the time, so I, I don't want to get it. I can't imagine what Oh, my do. God. It's awesome. Maybe, Listen, maybe, I watched, maybe it would give me energy. Who knows? Yeah, please. <laughs> I washed my hair, and I had to take a two-hour nap. I was like, what is happening? Well, to be fair, you have a lot of hair. You have thick yeah. hair. So that'd probably, I'd probably have to take a two-hour nap, too. <laughs> imagine if I had your hair. I'd be like, in and out. I'd be like, I'm so tired. I got to go. <laughs> all right. Did you just say I have thinning hair? What no, was that you, joke, Michaela no, Goldfarb? Okay, First of all, you have gorgeous hair, <laughs> but in comparison to my weave, honey, it's a five-minute shower. Fair enough. All right, coming up, what does it mean to be an ally? Does supporting someone who is not completely disqualify you from supporting our community? We'll discuss in depth next.
Welcome back to the show. Coming up this hour in about 15 minutes, comedian Patton Oswalt is being called transphobic by some for performing alongside his friend of 34 years, Dave Chappelle, who's been in all sorts of controversy for his Netflix special recently. Uh, is it fair to call Patton uh, transphobic if he's been a longtime ally of our community? Can he be an ally and also support those who are not? We're having that conversation this hour, so stick around for it. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what's going on? Okay, honey, well, there's always a lot going on. Hospitals across the U.S. are bracing for a wave of young coronavirus patients following the holidays. The FDA yesterday expanded booster eligibility to children ages 12 to 15, a move aimed at combating the rapid spread of the Omicron and Delta variants spurred by holiday travel. The agency also said children 12 and older now only need to wait five months before receiving a booster shot after completing their first series of vaccines. Experts are stressing vaccinations for children are critical now more than ever because Omicron causes more upper airway problems that make it more dangerous for children than adults. One pediatric hospital in Houston, for example, reported a four-fold increase in child hospitalizations over the past two weeks, with more than 700 children hospitalized due to the Omicron variant. All right, another news, abortion providers are returning to the Supreme Court for a long-shot bid to challenge the controversial Texas abortion law that went into effect about four months ago. Last month, the high court allowed the law to stand and returned the case to a conservative federal appeals court. It was a blow to abortion rights activists, and now providers have asked the Supreme Court to require the appeals court to send the case back to a district court judge who had previously ruled in their favor. In its decision last month, the Supreme Court did say providers could sue to keep local officials from enforcing the law. However, the Texas law, which heavily restricts abortion and allows private citizens to seek legal action against anyone who violates it, is seen as a major threat to abortion rights that could affect national legal precedent. All right, out singer and rapper Lil Nas X criticized the music industry for its treatment of LGBTQ performers. At 22 years old, Nas is known for being completely open and celebratory about his sexuality, no matter what haters and trolls hurled his way. His music and performances put gay sexuality front and center, depicting it as openly as straight musicians have depicted sexuality for decades. While he's not the first out rapper, he said he thinks he may... uh, be one of the most open about it. Typically, he added, out artists are forced to sanitize their sexuality and relegate it to the background of who they are. He said, I feel like I'm definitely much more out there with it. It's always been okay. If you're gay, this needs to be sanitized if you're going to be very sexual. And he said that he's refusing to let that happen to him. Uh, His music includes frank discussions of sexuality and so do his performances. And he wants to make sure that other artists feel free to do the same. I love this young generation. I just love love the way that they don't give, you know, you know, whatever word I wanted to say right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. they don't give it. They don't care. They they just want to go live their best lives and be who they are and say, if you're not comfortable with it, look the other way. Uh, I'm not here to cater to you anymore. I, I love, love it. it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's get into a little bit of weather before you give us the vibe. It's going to be a 61 in LA, 55 in Vegas, 66 in Houston, 55 in San Francisco, 43 in Seattle, 36 in Buffalo, 41 in St. Louis, 66 in La Quinta, and 66 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. 
Dripping water hollows out stone, not through force, but through persistence. Be patient. Keep working. You got it. You got it. Don't worry. Uh, all right. Coming up, what does it mean to be an ally? And does supporting someone who's not an ally disqualify you from the community altogether? We'll have that conversation next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, so Michaela, this is a really interesting conversation. Something happened over the weekend on New Year's Eve uh, that has a lot of people calling Patton Oswalt, the comedian uh, known for for the Goldbergs. He's the narrator. He's also a part of the Reno 911 family. I just saw him this weekend in Reno 911, the search for QAnon. It's actually absurd and hilarious. Uh, if you want a really like uh, lighthearted, ridiculous comedy to watch that kind of puts into perspective what the world is right now, go watch it. It's hilarious. Um, and his character is just so funny on it. He's a beloved comment, uh, comic. He's very supportive of our community and, and has been for decades, right? Well, he happened to be in the Se- uh, Seattle area uh, doing a comedy show. And his good friend of 34 years, Dave Chappelle, uh, saw that he was in the area. And he invited him over to his gig uh, to do a, like an impromptu set. And he took him up on he took him up on the offer, right? Uh, and then uh, Patton Oswalt posted a photo of them together on Instagram, arms around each other, and the internet and social media went wild. Uh, the question is, uh, can you be an ally to our community and be friends or support those who are not? Because people are saying he needs to cut all ties with Dave Chappelle and, and denounce him completely because of his uh, transphobic jokes in his Netflix uh, special, The Closer, which we talked about towards the end of last year. This one's interesting to me. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts as usual. I have been friends with uh, people that have uh, really big platforms, uh, that are big celebrities, and that have um, said things that... Uh, were maybe offensive to some and I've seen those people after it was said and it was definitely one of those moments it was like 
babe, what were you thinking? You know, or like, oh, what happened? And they're like, I know. Or they're like, well, I felt like that, but I'm not going to stop being their friend. I mean, some of these people that I've been friends with, you know, have been 15 years long. I've invested in knowing their heart. And I think that, you know, Dave Chappelle did what he, I think, could have done. It's not like you walked away from the situation. I think he handled it and really like tackled the issue. And it sort of just didn't go anywhere because he was like, listen, I'll sit down with the trans community. I'll sit down with Netflix, like whatever you want me to do. I said it and we can have a conversation about it. Um, and I don't really know what else we would want Dave Chappelle to do. Die on a cross. Besides, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, I don't know what else. What else more he could do? Yeah, I, I hear the frustration and I hear the the hurt, and I think it really comes down to hurt, right? And marginalized people feeling hurt and unseen and unrespected or disrespected. And I, I understand all of that. Lives are on the line. I don't discredit any of that. Um, Pat Oswalt took to Instagram and said, 34 years we've been friends. He's refocused and refined ideas a lot of us took as settled about race and history and life on planet Earth and then uh, spun them around with a phrase or a punchline. We've done bad and good things, open mics and TV tapings, but we also 100% disagree about transgender rights and representation. He goes on to say, Patton does, I support trans people's rights, anyone's rights, to live safely in the world as their fullest selves. For all the things he's helped me evolve on, I'll always disagree with where he stands now on transgender issues. But I also don't believe a seeker like him is done evolving learning. You know someone that long, see the struggles and changes. It's impossible to cut them off, impossible not to be hopeful and open and cheer them on. And I think that is the part of this conversation that so many people miss. The, the potential for growth and change. Because what happens in cancel culture when we get so mad and say, you're anti-gay, anti-trans, whatever, you're anti-something, right? When you just label somebody that, you're a racist, done with you. You support Trump, you're racist, over, right? There might be truth. That person might actually be racist or that person might actually be transphobic and that might be very, very real. But I think that if your goal is to is to build empathy and compassion and acceptance and to move that person from racist and transphobic or, or whatever it may be into a different lane, one that's more open and accepting, you're never, ever, ever going to get there by calling somebody names and canceling them. It's just not, it's just not going to work. How many times have you gotten in a fight with your brother uh, or a family member, somebody close to you, and you just scream at each other and call each other names? Does it go anywhere? Or, or or does it get fixed after some time away when you both thought about it, then you have a more heartfelt conversation later? Yeah, I mean, sometimes the key is time. But I also think that the most uh, responsible and mature thing you can do is addressing the situation. And I think for myself, for a long time, I just like cut people off. Um, and it's odd because it, honestly, I have a therapy appointment with my dad today who I've not spoken to in a couple of years. And after, long story, we're having a therapy session to sort of work through some things, maybe. Um, but I think that as everyone's getting older, it's just like, is it, you know, is it worth it? Or do you just work through the problem? Do you just see the other side of it? Because I think what we're seeing is cancel culture and just shutting things down is not only extremely hurtful, but it's so damaging. And it's such a form of like rejection and not really solving anything. Yeah. And if, and, if, you, um, if you wanted to do better and to keep advocating for the community, you know, uh, you, you got to create space for it. And I, in my calculation, 
I think Caitlyn Jenner has done more to harm the trans community than Dave Chappelle. And, yes. and, 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 and yet we see, still keep giving her passes. We kind of drag her, but she doesn't really get canceled. And I just don't like cancel culture. I don't think it's productive. I think it does the opposite of what we think we're doing. I think it's a, a generation of people uh, who get sort of fake mad or real mad sometimes. I don't want to discredit that, but get mad on social media and think that they're accomplishing something because it makes them feel good in the moment. You know, whereas... Uh, Somebody like Ashley Marie Preston, right? She gets very, very mad and with and with good cause. But then she follows it up with actions. She follows it up with actions and she puts together protests and marches and conversations to move the needle forward. So most people aren't willing to do that part, though. Most people aren't willing to go as far as she goes. They get mad on social media and cancel and that's it. And they move on and get but mad because- at somebody else. The truth is that people have confrontation issues and people are just very passive aggressive. And it's harder to say, hey, that really hurt my feelings. How do we work through this than actually, you know, doing that? And so, um, you know, I I, I think that we can't drag Patton. And I think that honestly, I'm tired of talking about Dave Chappelle. I think he did what he did. I think that we've all moved on. I have. I'm not a trans woman, so I don't want to speak for that community but for me, I mean, what are we going to do, drag him for the rest of his life? No. I hear you. All right. Well, coming up, this is kind of iconic what this woman is doing. She's creating an exit quiz for men who ghost her. If you don't know what that is, we're going to explain <laughs> I love it. coming up next. All right. So basically, Michaela Gordon, I want you to know one thing about me. I am in a relationship. I'm engaged to be married this, this coming summer. Uh, and partially, sure, I love my partner. He's great. The sex is wonderful, all that. But also, I'm too insecure to date again. I couldn't be in the dating world in 2022 because I'm afraid I'd get ghosted. I don't like it. I hate everything about it. And it's a newer concept that I didn't deal with back when I was single 10 years ago. Uh, but for our listeners who are just now joining this who might not know what it is, what, is get, what does it mean to get ghosted by somebody? I don't know. It's never happened to me. Listen, Psych, I'm just kidding. Please, I'm kidding. Please. You've probably ghosted somebody. Yeah, well, it's it's not even that I meant to. It's just that I'm terrible at texting back. I've got like 500 unread texts, so um, kind of wasn't my fault. Ghosting is a blow to your ego, though. It's I guess right when you say you're going to have a date with somebody. Let's say, for example, you and I met on like Bumble or Tinder. Quit and I was trying like, to okay, have sex with I me. Knew, Come up I with knew. somebody else. Anybody? <laughs> Anyone else? Gonna, Justin? I, Somebody. I swear to God, I almost said Justin because I knew you were going to say that. Okay, so you and I are madly in love. We we plan to go on a date. And then I get to the restaurant at, let's say, 8 p.m., like we discussed, and you just don't show up. You don't answer my texts when I ask where you are. And you just leave me ghosted. And honestly, I feel like that's such a devastating form of of rejection. Yeah, it's, you know like what a, I'm it's, saying? Like, it's like a modern way of getting stood up, basically. Yeah, uh, it's awful. That is one way it can happen. Another way, somebody's completely stops te- texting you. Maybe you're like, you had a great night out with somebody and everything is wonderful. You get home and all of a sudden they just stop and you're like, wait, what? Like 20 minutes ago, you were totally into me. I don't understand it. Well, uh, a 30 year old young female from Nashville, Tennessee, by the name of Shanna, has gone viral on TikTok uh, because she's done getting ghosted and and wants the world to know about it. Justin, let's play our first clip. So I matched with this guy on Bumble on Monday. We vibed so hard 
that we were nonstop texting Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday morning, we texted a little bit, but we had plans to meet up on Thursday for coffee because I was in his neighborhood for work. So we we're just gonna meet up for coffee. So Wednesday morning rolls around and the last conversation that we had was about my work truck. So nothing like, oh, red flag, I'm gonna stop talking to her. Um, so that was the last conversation that him and I had. We never even met up. So I know a lot of people are gonna be like, that's not ghosting, whatever. It was ghosting, he just stopped talking to me. Wait, did she say the last conversation they had was about her work truck? Mm -hmm. Okay, that turns a guy on. <laughs> if that doesn't scream lesbian, I, I don't know what does. I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't beat a little judgy. I know that. But so this is where it gets interesting. So she shares this on TikTok. And then as, as okay, if you've ever lost a job or, or quit a job or been fired from a job, you have to do oftentimes an exit interview on your way out. Uh, sort of HR's way of covering all of their bases, to be honest, and making everybody comfortable with the situation before you move on, right? Well, Shanna decided she would create an exit interview for those who have ghosted her so this 30-year-old woman could figure out how to do better next time. Number one, I had zero intention to get anything out of this survey. It was just for pure comedy. Um, I had always had this idea to do this, and this was like a perfect scenario because of the dynamic that we had with this guy. Okay, so here are some of the questions, Michaela. You ready for this? Okay, ready. On her ghosting exit interview, her quiz. Uh, the third question, what could Shanna do to stop getting ghosted? Well, honey, if you have to ask that question, you're probably I know, babe, too... this is sounding a little desperate. I thought she was going to drag them, not herself. <laughs> no. Number four, how hot is Shanna? Uh, okay. rate, rate Shanna between, whoa, so hot, V hot, smoking hot, or she a light. I think she meant to put all right. I think she had a typo there. That could be part of, no, but it's A-L-I-G-H-T. So she just totally misspelled that. That would be enough for me to ghost her. I hate when people misspell things. Drives oh, my God, me, me too. Drives I'm me like, crazy. Okay, number five. If you could tell Shanna one thing before she forgets who you are, what would it be? Ooh, that part there makes me feel like she's desperate. That part yeah, makes, actually, her seem taken, makes her seem insecure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I don't even want to make her feel bad because, honestly, I haven't been in the dating scene in – uh, ever honestly i'm like a serial monogamous person like i started i had my first relationship at 21 and just kept it going yeah. but i uh being rejected probably feels terrible and so you probably do want a little confidence boost but like <laughs> call your girlfriend sis don't we, think we sound weird... we sound the worst right now we're like we don't know what it's like we've been we've been in a relationship since we were 21 and we're now 57 I know. You know what? Actually, tell us to shut up. And Justin well, doesn't get to say anything either because he's married. He's happy married. birthday. Also, it was Lauren's birthday yesterday. You didn't uh, say anything, Justin. Oh, happy birthday, Lauren. I mean, what what, what am I supposed to say? You got to come. Hey, it's I was, my wife's birthday. You got to produce two shows on your first day back from vacation on was, her birthday? Well, it's one and a half. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love it. Well, here's the thing. So, this is also very true. I, I have... I don't have as much patience as I should for single people, to be honest, because I have a lot of girlfriends who are in their 30s and very single, but also very, very stubborn. They nitpick every single guy you could ever introduce them to, and I've just kind of been like, listen, to me, it's not that hard. I've always found myself in long-term relationships that usually ended, but one that worked out. So I don't think I'm a good judge. I think I might be a little bit skewed because I happen to find the love of my life. So it's it's not fair to put that on other people. I understand that. But on the flip side, 
being so sort of like desperate in your attempt to understand it is not attractive. However, as it turns out, Shanna might or might not, you you judge for yourself, actually be in on the joke. And yeah. to the guys in my comment section, like, I know why he ghosted her. Like, I know I'm a solid four, but my personality makes up for the rest of it, okay? <laughs> I kind of like that response. I'm kind I of, love it. I'm kind of okay with that. I always say this. I remember one time years ago, my cousin Barbara asked me to be in her wedding in uh, Ohio. And... I had to get a, a suit ahead of time, and I wanted to find out how much I could get the suit tailored because I live in Los Angeles, and I got to look a certain way, right? And she's like, I just want you to look your best. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, I don't know. Look look, look good. I'm like, what is good to you? Do you want me to give you, like, a 7? Do you want a 10? Like, what do you want? She's like, give me a 7. I'm like, okay, now just to clarify, is that like a West Hollywood 7 or like an Ohio 7? Because I don't even think I could do Ohio 7 on my worst day. But a West Hollywood 7 would be an Ohio 12. So if you're okay with that, I'll give you a West Hollywood 7. And she said, just show up and look cute. And I did. I did, honey. Listen, I just found a TikTok that said, I'm so happy I grew up uh, ugly so that I could have a really good personality. Now I just want to be able to be hot. And I've never related to something more. Like there was a moment where I was... U-G-L-Y, honey, but it made me funny. So uh. we appreciate the personality. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. In breaking news, it's time for another round of What's Poppin' and Tristan Thompson is still a scumbag. Michaela, what do you got? Oh, girl, this is just a stupid story. Tristan Thompson confirmed he is the father of Marley Nichols' child one month after she filed the lawsuit for child support. Now, if you've missed this entire thing... Marilee Nichols is a trainer and she was training Tristan Thompson. That's how they met. And she came out just a month ago and was like, he fathered uh, this baby that's in my belly. I want child support. Tristan denied it, said he never even met her. Um, And then he made a post yesterday, an an Instagram story, uh, confessing that yes, he did. They took a paternity test and he did father this child. He also went on to apologize to Khloe Kardashian which apparently at the time he had just given her a ring and they were being seen uh, publicly back together. They were working on their relationship uh, for their daughter, True. And so this has got to be a really big blow to Khloe Kardashian 
thinking that they're working on their uh, relationship after he already had cheated multiple times before. Um, And it just is a sad situation, really, for True, the little girl, and Khloe Kardashian. Uh, His uh, uh, attempt to an apology was stupid. I don't know why he keeps cheating. I mean, go to therapy, go to sex rehab, do what you need to do. Like, how do you get a second chance with your baby mom, give her a ring, and then father another child? It's absurd, and it's gross, and I hate it. I just don't understand men. Like, why are men so bad at being in relationships? I don't know. Like, some some men in particular. Like, I, I listen, I've been with my partner for nine and a half years and never cheated on him once. I've never even been tempted to cheat on him. And and, and as far as I know, either is he. And and I could look really stupid someday if something comes out. And if you know something, tell me. But uh, I feel like at this point, Chloe, you know who he is. Like, you know who the well, guy listen, is. Was it Maya, wasn't it Maya Angelou who said if somebody shows you who they are, believe them? Yeah, and like, yes, but I also think, too, I'm kind of lenient when it comes to cheating. I'm not saying do it, but I think, like, once if it happens, I, I tend to think there's other issues surrounding it. Most of the time, it's not even about the other partner. And then if you do make up and you go to therapy, you know, you work on it. But to have it happen multiple times and father a child that's like beyond i mean that that would be beyond repair for for even me i I don't know how you would go back to that because at that point it's just so disrespectful so irresponsible it's so embarrassing for chloe kardashian she's in the public eye she probably feels humiliated because people dragged her for the jordan woods situation and now Mm. jordan woods is also trending by the way um, so it brings up that one. As she should be. Yeah. I mean, she literally got decimated by the Kardashian-Jenner clan and went on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and, and her family and tried to, like, you know, fix the situation a bit. And since that moment, we haven't really seen or heard from her. And and yet, here the Kardashians keep rolling. You know, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. All right, coming up in our next hour, New Year, but same old homophobia from the holidays. We've got a story for you about lesbian moms coming up next. Aw, the holidays. Remember that? The holidays. Remember when we were so excited to get together and do all sorts of festive things? And then Omicron kept you home and in bed for two weeks? That was First of all, that was fun. I'm... I'm going to tell you how devastating this is. I'm testing negative. I thought I was feeling so much better, but it's no joke. The like aftermath of it all. I still kind of don't feel good today. I'm like, what is happening? Well, I hate this here. You take care of yourself. I'm here in studio. You're uh, you're at home right now recovering, and that's where you should be. You'll be back in a few days. I can't wait to see you in person and finally give you a big hug. My first hug Love. in 2022. Um, but it is a new year, but some of the same old homophobia happening over the holidays. And we're going to talk about um, one story in particular that involves uh, lesbians, moms, some of your favorite people in the world. Uh, we're going to tell you about that in about 13 minutes. So stick around for that conversation. <laughs> right now, it's time for our latest round of news on the beat. 
Okay, well, there is a lot going on. Also, considering I thought we were doing a story and not news on the beat because I'm still trying to get my brain together, oh, wow. honey. Wow, it's, okay. it's called COVID fog. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? She's hitting, <laughs> she's hitting buttons on her keyboard right now trying to figure out where she is in the what show. What did I do? Okay, let's talk COVID. Hospitals across the U.S. are bracing for a wave of young coronavirus patients following the holidays. The FDA yesterday expanded booster eligibility to children ages 12 to 15, a move aimed at combating the rapid spread of the Omicron and Delta variants spurred by holiday travel. The agency also said children 12 and older now only need to wait five months before receiving a booster shot after completing their first series of vaccines. Experts are stressing vaccinations for children are critical now more than ever because Omicron causes more upper airway problems that make it more dangerous for children than adults. One pediatric hospital in Houston, for example, reported a fourfold increase in child hospitalizations over the past two weeks with more than 700 children hospitalized due to the Omicron variant. All right, another news out, singer and rapper Little Nas X criticized the music industry for its treatment of LGBTQ performers. Uh, he said at 22 years old, uh, he's known for being completely open and celebratory about his sexuality. No matter what haters and trolls hurl his way, his music and performances put gay sexuality front and center, depicting it as openly as straight musicians have depicted sexuality for decades. While he's not the first out rapper, he said he thinks he may be one of the most to open about it. Typically, he added out artists are forced to sanitize their sexuality and relegate it to the background of who they are. He said, I feel like I'm definitely much more out there with it. It's always been okay if you're gay. Uh, This needs to be sanitized, though. Let's not include anything sexual. It's like be gay without being gay. We don't want to know what happens behind closed doors or we don't want you to express that. He says, however, he's refused to let that happen to him. His music includes frank discussions of sexuality and in his performances, he surrounds himself with male backup dancers and dances as openly with them as heterosexual performers often do with dancers of the opposite gender. He's making points, honey. We love him for that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 66 in Cathedral City, 66 in La Quinta, 55 in Sacramento, 36 in Chicago, 48 in Atlanta, a high of 64 in Phoenix, 55 in San Francisco, 46 in Kansas City, 55 in Vegas, and 61 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. Dripping water hollows out stone, not through force, but through persistence. Listen, if you've got a goal and you've got your mindset on it in 2022, just do a little bit every day whenever you can. There's a lot going on in the world. We get it. Uh, just do a little bit to get closer to that goal every day, and you'll be surprised how much progress you make. Absolutely. All right. Well, coming up, <clears throat> a New Year, same old homophobia happening, and it includes these two lesbian moms getting a hateful Christmas card. Find out what it said next. Oh, the holidays. They might be in the not-so-distant past, but they're still very much alive in the hearts of some. Not all, though. Let me tell you about this this lesbian couple who's speaking out after getting a hateful Christmas card from an anonymous neighbor. Oh, the neighbors. Am I right? Melissa, Melissa uh, and her wife, Kelly, they live with their kids who are 14 and 16 years old. And on December 23rd, just days before Christmas, they got a card in the mail. Um, now, this card was not uh, a kind card. 
Uh, it was not um, spreading Christmas joy. Uh, it was hateful, to be honest. She said that one of her kids had asked her last year why their family uh, didn't have any pride gear outside their home, so they put up a rainbow flag, a Black Lives Matter sign, and a trans pride flag outside of their house, right? Um, well, apparently the neighbors didn't like that at all. Uh, apparently, she said, the neighbor who wrote this anonymously said, Sheehan's, which is their last name. I drive by regularly and wanted to drop you a note about your signs and flags. I, I love your equal and pride flag, but if you're equal, why do you have to put it in everyone's faces? Seems you want to be special. Well, the letter goes on to attack Democrats, calling them out for a sign they put up last year supporting any functioning adult over Trump. A little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor there. Any functioning adult, three question marks, the letter said, blaming the Sheehan's for record inflation, record illegals crossing record debt, record low favorability rating for Joe the rapist, even with a media that kisses his butt, says you fill in the blank there. Um, the letter was signed, your unequal neighbor. This is wild to me. The, the argument that why do you have to shove it in our faces? What, what and equality, equality to people who've had everything their entire lives and have never had to fight for a single thing. Or yeah, but gay people thing. aren't equal. We can't Ever. even adopt kids that you people procreate. Like that's Ugh. so annoying to me, and I feel like it does offend me because it still happens so frequently. And I think that that's always the misconception, something thrown in our face. Like, well, you get to get married now or like yeah, you, you get got to it all. have right. I mean, but but we should have always been able to. Let like, me Okay, let me just tell you a little bit about that, Michaela. As you know, you're my best friend and I talk to you about like my deep, dark stuff, right? The last couple of days, we've gone through it. Uh, as we're planning our wedding and as deadlines for RSAPs are approaching, they're starting to roll in from some people that we thought loved and supported us and we're now finding out that they just can't support our wedding and this is family members we're talking my partner's almost his entire family uh my sister we already knew that she told me that she couldn't sit at my wedding because she would cry tears of sadness not joy because she knows that i'm not living the life that christ has intended for me and she couldn't her heart would break to see me get married even though she tells me that she loves me she loves emil and she supports us she just can't support our wedding Right? Got it. We knew that about her. But now we're getting it from aunts. Aunts that invite us over and cook us dinners and, and to spend time with us and pray for us and all these other things. But apparently, uh, more of our family members than we originally thought cannot support a wedding, even though we've been together nine and a half years. So when neighbors like this feel so entitled in their privilege to write a letter, a Christmas card, Who's ruining Christmas? Sounds to me like the Christians are ruining Christmas in this situation. And they think they need to reach out to their neighbors and drag them for equality? Yeah. Get off your high horse, you a-hole. I mean, it's so, it's just, this story's been told time and time again. Like, equality does not mean we're taking anything away from anyone other than your privilege to have more. Always. Do you know what I mean? It's just a leveling of the playing field. Nobody's taking away from you. We're just adding to what we have. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's just awful. I think it's so gross. And I hate when they say, uh, you know, if you want equality, you have it. We, we just, we don't. And the whole and... shoving it in our face thing. Like, what is that? What yeah. is it about straight cis people 
that they feel like, oh, you shove it in their face. What do you mean? But that's like literally it? saying every Hallmark movie, every yes! Sleepless in Seattle. Yes! I mean, you could take any movie in the world and be like, you're shoving heterosexuality in my face. They like, lose their minds over Lil Nas X, but we've been watching girls, straight cis girls do this forever. Well, and also, like, it's, they don't mind when Britney Spears and Madonna are kissing on television, right. but then you want to show actual lesbians, and then also, it's an issue. Also, like, no tea, no shade. Remember, she also kissed uh, Christina Aguilera, but nobody cared. Yeah, because they took the camera off Christina's face and panned over to Justin, who was not impressed. Do you remember? I do remember that. That was good. Uh, that was that was the that was the best era of pop, if if you ask me. It really was. It uh, really straight, was. Straight people are funny. Just lighten up. Just lighten yeah, just up. Just lighten up and shut up already. And also, um, Merry Merry Christmas to this this cute couple, Melissa and Kelly, in 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 Wilbraham, Massachusetts. Uh, Merry Christmas. A little bit late, but uh, if you can't get it from your neighbors, you can get it from us. We love you and support you. We love you. All right, coming up, why now might be the best time to ask for that raise you've been looking for. We'll discuss next. Could this be the year? Could this be the year? That you ask for the raise you get and get that raise, Michaela Gordon. Is it possible? God, Pro- please let it be possible. I want it. <laughs> Probably not because we work for Channel Q and we're small, but we're mighty. However, if you work for maybe a larger corporation and you're trying to get that raise that you think is long overdue, uh, business leaders are convinced it's absolutely the right time to start bargaining for a higher salary or promotion. There's a lot of reasons, but the consensus among compensation experts is that this is the time to speak up. Uh, One expert says, I don't know if there's ever been a time when employees have felt so empowered to use their voices. Uh, And here's, I think there's a lot of things, but uh, that the market for both employees and job seekers is unusually competitive. Um, And, and people are tired after a couple of years of pandemic. I think people are like, oh, wait, we got to pause and see what life could actually be like. And we took into account our mental health, and we realized that we're not getting paid what we deserve. Uh, and so people are people are taking the power back. And I think corporations now are having to shell out real money to get high-level employees. Also, a lot of people are working from home. I have a good friend of mine who is a high-power attorney for Sony, and she's been living in Miami, Florida for the last year. And says, I don't plan on coming back. Whenever this is over, I don't plan on coming back. So figure it out. And they've told her, okay, you can work from home. You can work from there. And she's still getting paid an L.A. salary right now. Now, that is starting to change. And there are conversations about that changing in some places. But, you know, as we sort of inch closer and closer to the metaverse and, like, living in this other reality where, you know, it was years ago. I just read this thing not a little bit ago. Colton Underwood actually posted this thread. And he's problematic, but he had some really interesting thoughts that he was sharing on NFTs and the metaverse. And... You know, years ago, 99% of our lives were spent in reality, in the environment around us. And then TVs came out, and about 85% of our time was spent in the world around us. And then we got cell phones and computers, and slowly but surely, about 50% of our time is spent spent now in the digital world without us even realizing it, right? And I say that to say that it's now more possible than ever to literally work anywhere in the world and live somewhere else. My other good friend, Dr. Therese, we've had her on the show. She's a, she's a licensed therapist. She works two days a week, completely digital. She's a digital nomad. She lives in Lisbon, Portugal. 
She is a therapist on her computer two days a week, and that's how she makes her living. That's it. So if if corporations want to keep their employees, they got to pay for them. So right now, actually, is the time to ask for that raise. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that I always love a good timeline of when to ask for a raise. I think what's really interesting, though, is I was having this conversation with my partner uh, because I'm recording from home and I uh, was really sick over the past couple of weeks. And I really was. I couldn't get out of bed or anything. But now I have a little bit more energy. And I was thinking there really are people that are making full incomes, uh, like regular salaries, just working from home and being their own boss. And they're really happy about it. And I think we're moving into different territory that I personally love where you can have multiple streams of income and be more of the boss and more in charge of what you're making thanks to social media and really just creating content as crazy as that sounds. But working from home also has been so great since I've been sick to be able to still come on and do our morning show. We've got the technology to be able to do so. I think that's a big part of it too, because for me, it's not always about dollar amount. That's not always the most important thing for me. You know, for me at this point in my career, uh, flexibility is important to me, knowing that I can step out and go do other projects and, and, and make that big, big paycheck and come back here and do what I love. Because this is, you know, radio is not a job that's going to make you millions of dollars unless you're Ryan Seacrest. And that's just the reality of it, right? Um, but uh, look, look at over the last year. Just put this into perspective. Whatever raise you might be getting, you're getting a 2 3 5% bump, right? Any of those raises in a, in a normal year might seem like an actual pay increase. But with the rate of inflation at 6.8% last year, anything less than the 6.8% raise is actually actually a pay cut this year and people don't realize that and people don't look at those sorts of things yeah it's cost more than they they used to so you might get a five percent raise but with inflation you're actually making less money than you were last year so so for me understanding that okay got it um I'm, our parent company might not be able to give me the dollar amount that i believe that i deserve and that you deserve and that we all deserve um but are they willing to do other things? And and so far here at Channel Q, the answer has been yes. And our boss is fantastic. And when we need time off or they're when we so need good. to have a little bit of leeway, they're they're wonderful. And so for me, there's value in that. But that's not that doesn't work for everybody. That's not valuable to everybody. So you have to make your decision and make your choices based on what is smartest for you and your life and your family. Yeah, crazy. I, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I think that we've been very fortunate and I'm okay with that. If you can't get a raise in the dollar amount, if you can negotiate to have other things, I I think it's worth it. And I will give a couple quick bits of advice if you are trying to get that raise. One, throw fear out the window. Don't be afraid. The worst thing they can say is no. You're not going to get fired. You're not going to lose your job, but they're going to know how you feel about yourself and and what you believe uh, you're worth. And that's important. Also, brag a little bit about yourself. Do your homework. Let them know what you think you're worth based on the value that you've brought to your job over the last year. And then go in there confidently and, and, and don't make it personal. Just say, listen, this is business. You're running the business. I'm part of that business. And and this is what I, I think I'm worth. And that's it. And you might get a yes. You might get a no. It's not personal either way. But you got to ask. Yeah, I love it. All right, coming up. Oh, God, this is the stupidest story ever. Lauren Boebert wants the left to cancel Avril Lavigne because she's singing about straight people. We'll explain next. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This one feels like a bit of a throwback, but apparently conservatives are upset all of a sudden. Uh, what's going on, Michaela? Okay, this is literally so stupid. Representative Lauren Boebert suggested that singer Avril Lavigne may get canceled for her 2002 hit, Skater Boy. Has the delusional left canceled Avril Lavigne for this yet? Boebert tweeted, with a clip from the video for the two-decade-old song about a failed heterosexual romance. Uh, the video was edited to only play the track's iconic opening lines, he was a boy, she was a girl. There it is. Can I make it any more obvious? Okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I feel like, first of all, this is such an iconic song, and I wore a tie. For like oh, three I, months freshman year. I used to wear ties with t-shirts and collared shirts underneath all the time and a bunch of like striped socks. Yes, yes. And glasses. Like it was yes. a whole thing. I loved her. I mean, Lauren Boebert is such an idiot. And this is such a stupid story to report on as well. Like maybe you should be worried about the raging wildfires in Colorado destroying over uh, 900 homes and uh, the missing people that may be dead instead of like this nonsense. Because yeah. when we say we want gay rights, it doesn't mean we hate hetero people. Like if a boy and a girl want to do it, great. So do girls and girls and boys and boys. Shut well, that's up. that's the point. That's the point that's lost on these conservatives, which I don't understand. They're like, oh, are you going to you gonna cancel this too? I'm like, nobody's trying to cancel heterosexuals. Like, nobody's saying that. And sometimes there's a boy and a girl, and it's obvious that he's a boy and she's a girl, and they're into each other, and that's okay, too. But guess what? It's okay if that boy decides to uh, to identify differently or reveal their truth to you, or they maybe they're non-binary, maybe they're trans, maybe whatever. That's also okay. The, the point is, it's all okay. And that's what they don't get. So uh, yeah, I think it's just stupid, and I think that uh, they like like to like this feels like so taunting and yes. and so like worthless. It's a, you it's, know, it's, it's like it's like a the meanest type of bullying. You know what I mean? It's like that that kid on the playground as a child who's like, oh well, if you love if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? I'm like, what? No, like, yeah. I, I was talking <laughs> about rice, high school. I was talking about Rice Krispie treats. Like, I don't want to marry my Rice Krispie treat. No, I just I just really enjoy it on my lunch break. Like, it, it's like their their mentality is so childish. Okay, but also first of all, I've had a few Rice Krispie treats. Oh my god, but I, I would marry them like, if I, I could. Thousand, yes, I totally I, would. I would. I'm gonna so take delicious. my Rice Krispie treat to HRC Fertility and see if I can have a baby with it. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the godfather. Yes. Uh. Perfect. All right. Coming up in our final hour, we're joined with Doc Halligan on what to do if you just got a pet over the holidays and how to take care of them financially coming up next. Coming up this hour on the morning beat, did you get yourself a little furry friend for the holidays? Maybe you got a, a, a puppy or a kitty cat for Christmas, and now you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Maybe somebody got it for you. Uh, we've got you covered. Our celebrity veterinarian, Doc Halligan, she got me through this exact same scenario last year, although I did plan for it a bit. Having a new puppy was still an overwhelming task at first. She's got some tips and tricks to help you uh, get adjusted to your new reality coming up in just a little bit, so stick around for that. Currently, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. Okay, so hospitals across the U.S. are bracing for a wave of young coronavirus patients following the holidays. The FDA yesterday expanded booster eligibility to children ages 12 to 15, a move aimed at combating the rapid spread of the Omicron and Delta variants spurred by holiday travel. The agency 
Also said children 12 and older now only need to wait five months before receiving a booster shot after completing their first series of vaccines. Experts are stressing vaccinations for children are critical now more than ever because Omicron causes more upper airway problems that make it more dangerous for children than adults. One pediatric hospital in Houston, for example, reported a fourfold increase in child hospitalizations over the past two weeks with more than 700 children hospitalized due to the Omicron variant. Now, in other news, abortion providers are returning to the Supreme Court for a long-shot bid to challenge the controversial Texas abortion law that went into effect about four months ago. Last month, the high court allowed the law to stand and return the case to a conservative federal appeals court. It was a blow to abortion rights activists, and now providers have asked the Supreme, the Supreme Court to require the appeals court to send the case back to a district court judge who had previously ruled in their favor. In its decision last month, the Supreme Court did say providers could sue to keep local officials from enforcing the law. However, the Texas law, which heavily restricts abortion and allows private citizens to seek legal action against anyone who violates it, is seen as a major threat to abortion rights that could affect national legal precedent. All right, out singer and rapper Little Nas X criticized the music industry for its treatment of LGBTQ performers. Uh, at 22 years old, Nas is known for being completely open and celebratory about his sexuality, no matter what haters and trolls hurl his way. His music and performances put gay sexuality front and center, depicting it as openly as straight musicians have depicted sexuality for decades. While he's not the first out rapper, he said he thinks he may be one of the most open about it. Typically, he added out artists are forced to sanitize their sexuality and relegate it to the background of who they are. I feel like I'm definitely much more out there with it, he said. It's always been, okay, if you're gay, this needs to be sanitized. Let's not include anything sexual. It's like, be gay without being gay. We don't want to know what happens behind closed doors or what we don't want you to express that. And he says he's refusing that. Uh, he's refusing to let that happen to him. His music includes frank discussions of sexuality. And in his performance, he surrounds himself with male backup dancers and dances as openly with them as heterosexual performers often do with dancers of the opposite gender. As he should. Yeah. Listen, we don't want to know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't want to know what goes on behind closed doors with you either. Like, but the, but the, but performance is performance, and if we're gonna if we're gonna set one standard for an entire you know a world of, of of straight people, he can do what he wants. Absolutely, totally. And it's hot. So hot. Okay, let's get into a little <laughs> weather. It's gonna be 61 in LA, 55 in Vegas, 66 in Palm Springs, 46 in Kansas City, 75 in Miami, 43 in Seattle, 48 in Atlanta, 36 in Chicago and 66 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. Dripping water hollows out stone, not through force, but through persistence. If there's something that you've been dreaming about for a long time, a little bit of work every single day is the way to get closer to that dream. Love that. Love it. All right, well, coming up, Doc Halligan joins us this hour to talk about what to do if you just got a pet over the holidays and also how to financially take care of them responsibly, we discuss next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, you know here at our show, uh, our little furry friends mean the world to us. Michaela's got two little doggies at home. I've got a puppy who just turned a year old in November. Uh, and one of the people who has uh, done such a, a fantastic job 
at informing us and also taking care of our pets uh, when we need her most is our celebrity veterinarian, Doc Halligan, and she's on the phone with us right now. Doc, how you doing? Hi, good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to doggy. you. Um, uh, you really saved me just recently. My dog had an issue with one of his toenails. Uh, we couldn't get him into any of our vets because they're so packed. Uh, and Doc Halligan saved the day once again. He's on the mend, so I wanted to thank you for that. Um, uh, he's much, much happier now, so I, I appreciate that. But for all Great. of our listeners out there who maybe got you know, a new puppy or a new kitty for Christmas. It's a time of year when a lot of new pets are brought into homes. Uh, what is an area of concern as a veterinarian, and what advice would you give to those people? Well, I think if you did get a dog or cat and it was an emotional decision, you definitely have to backtrack and be prepared. I just had a client who bought one and uh, cut its leg on a bottle it knocked over. You know, things just happen, as you guys know. So I think you have to establish a good relationship with your veterinarian because right now it's really hard to get in. And um, so you want to make sure you have a, a good relationship with the vet and you've taken it to a veterinarian. You have to pet-proof your house. It sounds kind of crazy, but there's so many things that they can get into that you really have to – uh, confine them, especially if you have like kittens. I visited relatives over the weekend that adopted two kittens and they had it upstairs in a room because one of the girls was allergic. And I go, well, they have like a 4,000 square foot, two story house with all these roommates. And I go, well, this was the best thing to happen because if you let these kittens run free room, they're going to get into trouble. So mm-hmm. confinement with pets is important right away so you can establish what what kind of trouble they can get into because as you guys know everything happens and then you've got to get insurance oh i can't tell you how important that is right now Mm. um talk to talk to other other people who have gotten policies um i can name three that i could recommend you you call and get some quotes but that's going to save you getting a good insurance policy yeah, I mean, the insurance is so important. I'll never forget. You remember this, Doc Halligan. I mean, thank God you answer your phone call when we both blow you up like crazy people. My dog, Bruno, was so, so sick, and the bill was so expensive. And you never need insurance until you do. And thank God we had it, and it took care of everything. Um, so that's super important. What do you do if you don't have insurance and you get hit with a large bill? Can you then get insurance afterwards? You, oh, yeah. You can always get insurance. I mean, it's to help just, towards like, the bill after? Or, or no, do vets do no, that? No, not to help after the bill that you acquired prior to insurance. There's a company called Care Credit, and it is something that anybody can apply for. And what they do is they'll pay the bill for you. It's like a credit card for pets. And then you make payments. It's called Care Credit. All veterinarians take it. Uh, my brother up in Oregon, it saved his butt because they had no money and their dog got into, you know, some problems camping and they ended up using that and and told me how, you know, what a lifesaver. So that's another thing. But look at the insurance policies now, uh, even if your pet has pre-existing conditions, because um, some of them will cover that. You just have to do a little homework on insurance, okay? And you've got to read the fine print, and you have to understand what your premium covers. And I don't recommend getting insurance for 
everything. I recommend getting it for those unforeseen bills that rack up thousands of dollars because that's really what you need it for. You know, the little broken nail um, and just, some, you know, or what you, you came in for, um, that kind of thing. You know, not not these little things, but for catastrophic events that, you know, it can cost you $30,000 yeah. now to save your pet. And, and that's what people don't. They don't, you know, understand that that kind of thing can just happen out of the blue. Yeah, and, and the thing is you never know because I have a friend who just recently went through an issue. A couple of friends have done this in the last year where she was hit with almost a $10,000 bill for a dog that is 13, 14 years old and not that healthy. And But it was a family pet, and she just couldn't see. She's like, I cannot. I cannot put my dog down i have to do everything i can and then ten thousand dollars later no insurance and here she is with this massive bill um i will say one thing that that some advice that i got from you early on uh doc halligan uh is is get training for your pets uh find find and if you're not comfortable right now there are really great online options right i know we used an app uh, to to do like basic training for our dog but how important is it to get uh, your pet into a routine or some sort of training because it's actually not just good for you, it's good for the animal, correct? Oh, yeah, and your dog's so well-behaved. You can tell you guys put, you thought about everything before. You didn't just impulse go get a pet. And your dog is just a pleasure to deal with at the clinic. So Aww. well-behaved. And you're right, you got to think about training, and you got to think about grooming. Mm. Like, don't get a puppy that has a continuous growing coat uh, that you can't afford what is it now? Eighty dollars? Yeah. You take your pet in every six weeks. It's pricey. Yep. I remember. Crazy. I rem- I do remember. Early on, he was starting to get a little bit shaggy, and we weren't really sure. We're like, I don't know when we start grooming him, but we brush him a lot. And you said you need to get him groomed because he's going to start getting matted hair because he actually has hair. And and that was yeah. again a learning experience for us. Great advice. And so much of the training and stuff that we did is because. We've had you on the show here for years now, and I talk to you every single week, so I felt pretty prepared going in. And, of course, we have Lisa and Michaela giving us advice as well. But, Doc Halligan, you're so helpful every single we time you call you. in. Thank oh, you so much. Kingston and I will have an appointment with you later this week for a follow-up. We'll see Yay. you soon. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you guys have a great day. Thanks for having me on. You too. We adore you. <clears throat> All right, coming up. So, excuse me. Uh, we're talking TikTok. One woman has created a quiz for people that ghost her. And you might want to do this yourself. We have it coming up. Tell me something good. I want to start off by telling you something great. You know, this pandemic's been hard for a number of reasons. Uh, but that has not stopped Michael Gartner from being very, very generous. Uh, with his finances. Now, you might not know who that is, but he was the principal owner of the Iowa Cubs. They're a semi-pro baseball team, uh, part of the Cubs franchise, obviously, in in Iowa. Uh, He's 83 years old, and he recently just sold his ownership of the organization. Uh, It's a pretty big deal. Now, just just to kind of set the table for the kind of guy that he is, when COVID-19 hit, uh, the 2020 minor league baseball season was put on hold. It was completely halted. And unlike a lot of owners across the uh, the sport and other sports, uh, he refused to lay off or furlough any of his staff. He kept them all employed to ensure they are able to get by. Because uh, this guy, he's done pretty well for himself. He is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, former president of NBC News. This guy's got some money in the bank. Now, the Iowa Cubs, the semi-pro baseball uh, team, they're valued uh, at an estimated about $30 million. It's a big chunk of change, right? 
So he decided to say goodbye to his employees, many who have been with him for decades. Uh, and he gathered them all. There are 23 full-time employees of the of the club that gathered in person and via Zoom because some of them were not in office because of the COVID, right? The COVID. Well, guess what this guy did? He handed out envelopes to everybody and said, hey, it's my new business card. And they all kind of laughed. They're like, you're 83 years old. There's not a business card in here. What's this? What's this all about? Well, he gave every single one of them a cut of the profits from selling the team. Everybody that worked there got a $2,000 check for each year they'd worked there. For, oh, my for God. Some, including like the, like the janitor, the custodian, also got a check. 23 people in total. Uh, one person got a check for $70,000. Do the math on that. They'd worked there for quite a while. And people just broke down in tears. Uh, he said when he was asked, CNN did an interview with him yesterday. He said, why did you do this? He said, it's the right thing to do. That's just that simple. And that is so cool. I wish there were more people like that in the world. So kudos to you uh, uh, for for being so generous, Michael Gartner, at the bright young age of 83. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, this story is wild. We have a little audio, but let me explain first. So an NHL fan actually saved the life of a Canucks staffer after spotting spotting a cancerous mole. So Nadia... uh, Popovici was uh, sitting watching the game when she saw uh, a guy, Brian Hamilton. Uh, he was working and, and picking up the equipment, um, and she saw a mole on the back of his neck. And so she texted on her phone, uh, "The mole on the back of your neck is possibly cancerous. Please go see a doctor." Held the phone up to the plexiglass. He read it. Take a listen to um, it being recapped, and then we'll discuss. Kraken honored her during the second commercial timeout tonight. Seattle and Vancouver, both teams combined to award her a $10,000 scholarship. So she's already saved a life. Some of her education's paid for. Nadia's medical career's off to a good start as this story just keeps getting better, John. Good deeds. That's there right. It is. Karma. Wow. So Brian Hamilton ended up going to the doctor and it was cancerous. Could you imagine, first of all, like how deep was she staring? How close was she that she was able to see it? Because she said uh, she worked a lot in places um, or in, in hospitals that were surrounded with a lot of melanomas. And she said just by the diameter, the race shape and irregular border, she knew she had to alert him. Yeah. But I mean, he got so well, lucky a, it, and she's amazing. It was a type two malignant melanoma uh, and it's very curable if you catch it early. Uh, but that is skin cancer. And she, she could have saved the guy's life. That's incredible. And again, it's one of those things like look out for your neighbor. And then also, Absolutely. and also show gratitude to the person who helped you out. And they both, they both were upstanding citizens in the in this instance. Just like Michael, we talked about in my story. I, I just love these kind of stories. I I love it too. It's a great way to wrap up the show today. Uh, we have a great show for you tomorrow. As always, we're back on track here. At, you know what's uh, coming up morning later this week, don't you? Tell me. The one year of the insurrection, the one year anniversary. Also, more importantly, uh, because democracy, who's she? It's the anniversary of uh, the time that Nancy Kerrigan was clubbed in the knee by Tanya Harding's goons. (laughs) That's coming up. Same day. Same day. That's what I remember. That's what I remember. So we will Uh, pay tribute to one of them. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on everything. (laughs) As always, thank you for listening to our show, and we'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.